There are lots of things you can spend your tax refund on, but one thing you don't have to spend it on? A new smartphone. Switch to MetroPCS now and get not one, but two free 4G LTE smartphones for brands like Samsung and LG. Plus, you're on T-Mobile's blazing fast nationwide 4G LTE network. Hurry, switch to MetroPCS and get two free smartphones after instant rebate. One heck of a deal, only at MetroPCS. Limited time offer. Sales tax not included in phone price. Coverage and services not available everywhere. See store for details and terms and conditions. Blog Talk Radio. Nick and Matt Jackson, you're listening to the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Two, sweet, suck yeah. Welcome to the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast on Blog Talk Radio. This is Coy Richmond, and I believe I'm joined by Jason Brooks. Uh, for new listeners, uh, we've been doing this for a little bit over two years. This is a uh, our, I believe, 105th or 106th episode. Uh, for any problems with audio or anything this week, we do apologize. We're trying out a new new way of doing this. Uh, Jason, are you with me? Uh, Jason, can you hear me? Looks like we're having a little bit of technical problems to start off the show, but... Uh, we're going to try to fix those right away. Uh, Jason? Yes. I don't know. It's saying, it, I don't know why it's not working. No, I hear you now, Jason. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, like I said before, this is, I'm talking to now Jason Brooks, uh, one half of the Workshoot Wrestling Podcast. Uh, you could follow us at Workshoot Pod. On Twitter, uh, we uh, we blather, I guess the best way to put it, back and forth about wrestling every week. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about Monday Night Raw, the rating going down without The Rock, even though they had Brock Lesnar. Nakamura officially being advertised for NXT Dallas. We may get into slight, slight spoilers, maybe, maybe not, depending on where we go. Uh, we'll talk about how long we think Nakamura will be with uh, NXT before going up to the main roster, if it will be a one-shot deal or if it's going to take a while. But, uh, Jason, how are you doing today? And uh, welcome to Block Talk Radio. Uh, yeah, it's uh, good to try something different. We're, we're looking forward to trying this. And uh, we hope that you guys um, listening enjoy the show, if you're listening for the first time. Uh, we'll try to make this a little bit smoother. We apologize for the opening. Uh, we're just trying to get this rolling. Um, and we're looking forward to uh, definitely having some uh, good wrestling talk. Uh, interesting week in the world of wrestling for sure. Absolutely. So, you know, let's let's start with uh, the, the raw rating went shooting back down to what it usually is. And I think one of the major reasons we had a good rating last week was people were interested post-Royal uh, Rumble. And uh, basically, I think people knew without them actually saying it, The Rock was going to be there. They're in Miami. Now, Rock's gone. We may not see him again until WrestleMania itself. And we had a Brock Lesnar appearance. And it, it appears that it, Brock is Brock Lesnar maybe losing the momentum of being a, a major piece that automatically brings ratings? Or you think it was just a down week for the product? Yeah, I mean, you, you said a mouthful there. Um, let's start with the rating. Um, I don't have the numbers on hand. On hand, I'm sure you do. But I mean, listen, they came off of a hot Royal Rumble. They had The Rock, um, and people know people when The Rock said, "I'll see you at WrestleMania." That means, like we said last week, we weren't going to see him for months. So, no surprise that we didn't see him this week and weren't going to see him. I think the audience knew that. Um, one of my friends who's, uh, you know, I, uh, counselor at a school, a guidance counselor at a school. And one of my teacher friends who used to be a real old school wrestling fan with the attitude era, she watched the rock. She's like, Oh my God, the rock's on. That was amazing. She's like, is he going to be on every week? And I, you know, I told her, no, he's shooting like four movies this year. So that's not probably going to happen. She's like, Oh, okay. Basically like, Oh, okay. I'm not going to watch this week now. And I think she is emblematic of, what a lot of the audience was, um, you know, a lot of people wanted to see the rock and 
he wasn't on, so people didn't watch. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. As far as what they're doing with Brock, that's a whole nother thing. Um, they're definitely not making him seem like a special attraction that he is. I know others have talked about this, but um, I, I don't think he's been presented in the best way. Um, that being said, I do think what they did with him and Ambrose was interesting. And I, I enjoyed the aspect of them trying to make Ambrose seem legitimate. And I think in this triple threat match, it's kind of been Reigns against Lesnar with Ambrose just being there. And they made him seem like more of a big deal, which I'm glad they did. So um, I don't think Raw was a bad show. I'm sure we're going to get into it a little bit. But I think Lesnar has been made to not look like a super, super big-time guy. But I don't think that this week's Raw was the case. You know what? I think you bring up something interesting. That I don't know, and maybe I'm going out on a limb here, but I'm not sure if WWE is interesting without major stars. We talk about this every week on the show with all the injuries and everything else, that The Rock brought interest back, and maybe they're using Brock Lesnar too much, and him being on, you know, basically three or four episodes in a row is kind of making him feel like everyone else. I mean, he's not losing like everyone else does every other week, like we saw with Kevin Owens, which we might talk about later on. But it kind of feels like he's kind of becoming just another guy and I was more interested in the idea of Roman, of, of uh, Dean Ambrose facing Brock Lesnar than, you know, Triple H facing Roman Reigns by the end of the night. It, Triple H feels special because we don't see him much. Dean Ambrose felt a little bit special, I think, because he stood up to Brock Lesnar. But Roman Reigns didn't feel special. He just felt like another guy tonight. Well, well hold on. I got to disagree with you there. We can't make everybody feel special every episode. I mean, they can't do that every episode. They had to highlight Ambrose and make him seem like he was a legit competitor. The promo that Triple H had last week, all he did was talk about Reigns. He didn't even talk about Lesnar. All he talked about was Reigns. Now, he doesn't deserve the title, so on and so forth. He made it all about Reigns. So if they didn't talk about Ambrose during this whole feud, and it's only a couple weeks, the pay-per-views, I think, in two weeks or something like that, I mean, they have to build toward having Ambrose look like a legit a guy who can legitimately win this. So I think what they did with Reigns was fine this week. They have highlighted this man for the last six months. We know what they how they feel about him. Um, but I do like that they had Ambrose step up and that they actually, you know, I'm not saying they made a guy, but they definitely made him seem like he had a legitimate chance in the match, even though you and I know that he probably doesn't. They at least made it seem like that. Agreed. Let me ask you this. Do you have, would you, let's say that nothing changes and well, we all believe it's going to be Roman Reigns versus Triple H for the title. After last, after last Raw, do you have interest in possibly seeing a one-on-one match, Brock Lesnar versus Dean Ambrose? Or is your mind is already preset knowing that it's most likely to be Wyatt, that you, it's almost feels like there's no point even think about it. Yeah, I mean, that is interesting that to throw that out there. I think the fans would absolutely be interested in that match. I just don't think we're going to get that match. Um, I, I don't think, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know how much of the audience are smart marks, but I know a lot of the audience already knows where they think this is going with Brock. But, uh, yeah, I think Ambrose and Brock would be a very, very interesting match at uh, WrestleMania. But, you know, we don't, neither one of us really see them going there. What do you, uh, but do you do you think that would draw, or do you think that at this point, Dean Ambrose isn't thought enough, maybe as a big enough guy that it would just be okay. Brock's just facing another guy. Brock's gonna win, and we could really use utilize Dean Ambrose in another role. You know, I'd have him fight for the IC title, Corey. You know what I mean? If you're gonna do it, have him fight for the IC title. Have Ambrose win. You know, screw it. I mean, I I hear what you're saying, and I think that basically what you're saying is this is another guy to feed to Brock, um, and we think of Ambrose as a little bit more than that. But if he's on the main stage on WrestleMania against Brock, we always talk about making guys, and they, they need to do that more. 
We thought Ambrose could have got a big push last year when he seemed like the fans were really into him and he had the momentum. You know, if they give him a shot and put him against a big guy, as long as he doesn't get killed out there at WrestleMania, I think it'll still be good for him. And, you know, as I said before, I think the audience will be interested in seeing seeing a matchup like that because Ambrose can talk and Heyman can talk. So let, let's get let's get into the meat and potatoes of this. After watching Raw this week, do you have any more interest, any less interest in the Fastlane main event? Basically, what I'm asking you is, did Dean Ambrose and Brock, and Brock Lesnar do enough to get make you interested? Because I mean, Roman Reigns basically did nothing the whole entire night. So I mean, I don't think the whole match right now, the whole match has been about Reigns. The whole match has been about Reigns, and you, they can't make three guys in a night. I think, yeah, I mean, do I, the problem is, you know, we read stuff and we we kind of know what's going on. We do a wrestling podcast every week. So I think you and I have an idea on where they're going. But if I didn't know where I thought they were going, yes, this absolutely would have made me more interested because they made the third guy in the match seem like he could actually win the match. Um, so, yeah, I, I, absolutely. Um, I'm not sure. Like I said, I still think... Yeah, but, you, think know where, but you, also know where, you know also know where it's going. Like, there's nothing I don't think they could have done for either one of us to say, oh, my God, I have to watch this match. What could they have done for you? You think you know what this, what where they're gonna go with it? How could they sure. have made someone like you who knows where they're going with it more into it? Like we're 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 talking for the average fan. What would they feel? Um, who doesn't know exactly where they're going? I think the average fan would be into it. The way they built the storyline is the third guy in the match is now a meaningful guy, which would you know in turn make the match more interesting. So. We think we know what's going to happen, so we know Ambrose isn't going to win. But, I mean, one, who knows if that's going to happen. I, I don't think he's going to win. But they made him a more believable more believable to win the match. I see what you're saying there. I mean, I, like I said, I do think there are elements that are happening that at least gives you maybe a little bit of doubt. I mean, you had that interaction between Triple H and uh, Brock Lesnar for a moment, him saying, I'll see you at Mania. So, I mean, it was at least a little bit of in- interaction. I mean, I still think there's so many questions on why this match is going. I know you're supposed to, you know, leave your brain at the door at times. But let me, let's get into this for a second. And we, I wanted to get this last week, but we had so many things on the agenda, we didn't get a chance. But the idea of why is Roman Reigns in this match? I mean, for basically, you know, two months, the whole entire idea of the authority was to take the title off of Roman Reigns, and now they're just putting him in the match. I understand you got Brock in the match because he basically could say he never really lost the title, and Dean Ambrose was the second, the last guy uh, eliminated from the Rumble, but what sense at all did it make for Roman Reigns to be in this match? You know, I, they there was a question to Alex Greenfield, a former writer for the WWE on Twitter, and, I mean, he knows better than me. And you know what he said? To make money because the audience wants to watch a good match. And it seems ridiculous, absolutely. But they've got to put him, you know, it was like CM Punk uh, in Chicago. And he said if he wins the match, he's going to take the belt and leave the company. And they obviously didn't go as far as with it as we all would have liked for them to have gone. But he took the belt and left the company. So, in theory, we would have thought, why would the WWE have this guy wrestle for the title and leave the company? It doesn't make any sense. To make for dramatic television. And that's why they're doing this with Reigns now. Um, because they are stacking the deck, stacking the deck sorry, against him. Um, so that eventually he comes out in the end. You know, that is the idea. Um, same thing with Brian. Why would they even give him, why would they have given him even a chance a couple of years ago? Just have him face Sheamus in the undercard again. I mean, it's because it makes for more dramatic storytelling. That makes sense. Uh, now, to, I guess, take the current away for a second, you know, remove kayfabe for a second, which we try to do every chance we get. I'm sure that the initial plans going into Monday was for Brock to have a, some sort of interaction with Bray Wyatt. But as most people know, Bray Wyatt's grandfather... Bo Dallas's grandfather, 
Uh, Blackjack Mulligan has been very sick, and both Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt weren't at Raw, and also their father, Mike Rotunda, who most people in WWE fans would know as uh, IRS, were all sent home to Dallas to go spend time, meaning that it's most likely this could be some ba- a bad situation there. So I'm guessing that there was most likely stuff written in for interaction between Brock and Bray. So, I mean, I could see them may have had changing certain things, you know, as the night went along. Because, you know, it kind of was weird to just have, like, the one-off line from Heyman saying, Brock will take care of uh, the Wyatts when he's ready to do it. You know? So, I mean, I'm sure things did change as, as a result of the poor health of Blackjack Mullins. Yeah, and, you know, that's the way WWE it goes, right? They make plans for a show, and then things happen, and unfortunately, you know, the the grandfather of, uh, Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt, obviously brothers, um, you know, obviously the family's first. And so they had to, you know, go see their granddad before, you know, maybe, you know, we don't know, obviously, but his health does not appear to be well. So, you know, they had to go, they had to go see him. So they had to probably rewrite the show or change the show. Listen, Vince changes the show just because he wants to, because he just feels like it. So um, it, they probably did have to change some stuff on the fly. But, but, because of that, but, but because of that, Corey, we did get to see Eric Rowan against the big show again, which I'm re- I really was glad they highlighted. And I was very much looking forward to it. It was a tremendous match. Uh, a minute and change that neither one of us will ever get back in our lives. <laughs> oh, God. At least it was short. I mean, that's all so you could say. It was short. The beatdown afterwards was a beatdown. It wasn't anything special. I mean... I think we'll talk about this later on the sh- uh, the show stuff in regards to uh, Braun Strowman, so we'll get to that in a minute or two. But I really wonder what may or may have not been different if Bray Wyatt was available, especially on the fact that this is supposedly going to be the program for Brock Lesnar at Mania, and he's you know he'll be there. He's, I believe Brock will be there next week, and he won't be there for the Go Home show for Fastlane. So I mean. I'm guessing the direction you're in now, you can mostly have more interaction between the three guys in the main event. And, you know, you wonder how exactly they're going to build Rock versus Bray. It's just simply going to be interference in the fast lane main event. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what they're building towards. You, I mean, you don't want Bray to get involved now because then it makes it seem like, well, that's who Brock, what Brock's going to do. So, um, you know, I fully expect the you know uh, arena to go black and Bray Wyatt and Strongman and uh, Harper and Rowan to come out the Vintner and Harper to come out and attack Lesnar cost him a match beat him up leave it down to Reigns and Ambrose and Reigns wins again against Ambrose so um, that's what I fully expect to happen and then that will you know cause a change of events which will make Brock want to beat up Bray and that will be the WrestleMania match. Now, what, let's just say you, you actually had control of the book. You, you were booking all this, and you could change it right now. Do you want – and I know I said last week, and I'm going to sound like somewhat like a hypocrite, but do you want to see which, – which one would you want to see? Triple H versus Brock, Triple H versus Dean, Triple H versus Roman. If, like I said, if it was you can do this, do you stay the course, or would you go with one of the two other guys? For, for the record, I can't believe, and I've talked about this on the show uh, for you for you guys listening for the first time. I can't believe Triple H is going to be in the main event of WrestleMania again. I mean, it, it is. <laughs> I know there's injuries, but it's incredible to me that this dude's going to be in the main event a freaking again. Every every year he's got some big match. I mean, if we went down the list of main events that Triple H has been in at WrestleMania, I think it would rival only John Cena. It's 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 unbelievable. Um, to answer your question. You know, I, I don't know. I think from a storyline standpoint, Reigns does make the most sense. We've seen Brock against Triple H already. We've never seen Ambrose against Triple H, but I don't know if Ambrose at this point is a big enough guy to be in the main event of WrestleMania. Um, and Reigns was in the main event of WrestleMania last year. So, you know, I, I think he's probably the guy, Reigns is, to be in that main event spot whether we think he's the absolute man or he's not what the WWE thinks he is. 
Um, I think storyline-wise and the way they've gone, he's almost got to be the guy. And when it comes to WrestleMania, sometimes there are surprises. But for the most part, we know where they're going with things. So whether I like it or not, and for the most part, I think it's okay that Reigns is the guy. I mean, I honestly, you know what? I think right now I'd like to see something fresh, different, out of the box. I know it's not going to happen. This is, Corey, this is WrestleMania. I, you can't – they can't get too cute with this. I, I get what you're saying about them, you know, fresh and new and, you know, uh, put Finn Balor in the main event or, or whatever. But well, like, let's not go there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, but – I mean, they, they've got to be careful. You know what I mean? Triple H, who is 46 years old, and God bless him, and he's Triple H, a Hall, a future Hall of Famer, he's got, he, he doesn't even wrestle. I mean, he hasn't wrestled in a year, and he's the main event for, for this show, where if The Rock was, was, was going to wrestle, he'd be the main event. If Austin was there, he'd be the main event. Shawn Michaels, he'd be the main event. And apparently the WWE's reached out to at least one or or two of these guys to be on the card, um, they're scrambling. And I know you you could say, well, this is the time to give Van Bros the opportunity, but I don't I don't think it's his time just yet. I don't, and I don't think the story dictates that it's his time either. So I love Ambrose, of course, but I don't think it's his time right now. And if you're gonna do something fresh and different, do it on the undercard. That's where they could shake stuff up exactly where they could shake stuff up and I don't know if they will and that's what worries me about this Wrestlemania more than the main event I can I can understand that I mean I I guess last thing on this I just don't know right now and you may totally disagree with me I just don't know if they can when oh by the way by the way for people listening for the first time whenever Corey says you might disagree I'm going to disagree Every time he says that, you might disagree with me. I disagree with him 95% of the time. Anyway, Corey, so I didn't interrupt you. Go ahead. I just want to tell the audience, people might be listening to us for the first time that. Well, I mean, if that is the case, I mean, there's no point in me actually saying my my, my comments. <laughs> well, we can just move on from there. <laughs> no, go ahead. What are we going to say? Go ahead. I just... Don't, and maybe I'm wrong and I'm just biased, again, you know, as being an internet smart market times, which all of us, I'm sure we are at points. Absolutely. The idea that I just don't know if they can heat up Roman Reigns to the level of of being, um, and I'm not saying they could do that for Dean or either, but I mean, I just don't feel right now either one of them really could be heated up to the level of really being able to say that we're selling WrestleMania on Roman Reigns versus Triple H. I just don't think Reigns is a hot enough commodity right now to actually be in that spot and make us say we're buying this for more than just a WrestleMania name. Corey, there's no John Cena. There's no Orton. There's no Austin and The Rock. We know where they are. There there aren't guys. There's nobody there. Brock? You want to see Brock against Triple H again? They did that. You want to see The Undertaker against Triple H? They did that twice. You want to see Bray Wyatt wrestle for the world? I mean, that's the problem. What do you want to see? And if they if they can somehow find that magic they found when Reigns first attacked Triple H after um, the you know the, the I think it was the December pay per view, and how crazy the audience was in that moment. They were so fired up, Corey. It was awesome. It was awesome. And if they can get that. Somehow, some way, and uh, then I think Brock or, or excuse me, Reigns can be a guy big enough for the WrestleMania spotlight. Um, can they find that magic again in the next, you know, whatever two months? I don't know. I don't know. But is it potentially there? Absolutely, because the fans were going out of their mind when Reigns attra- attacked Triple H. I've never heard them that loud for him. Um, so I think that it's there, and I think a lot of the audience really wants to cheer him. But I think a lot of this comes down to the Internet smart marks, quote-unquote, saying, oh, I don't want to see Reigns. Oh, I don't want to see Reigns. And it's, and I know we get into that a little bit, but it's a little bit, you know, suspend your disbelief and give this guy a shot because he works his ass off. Um, and 
you know, this is the we we either got to go with it and give this guy a shot or bury him until they fire him. I mean, what what does the audience want? So, I don't know. I I think they've got to give him a shot. I think it's his time um, to at least put him in that main event. He already was in the main event, and there's really nobody else to put in his place at this point. Makes I I can't disagree with you on that. Uh, Moving on to some other things that happened on Raw uh, this week quickly. I think I think there's got to be a big hand given to The Miz this week on Raw because so I'm sure there'll be some people out there saying they buried AJ Styles, they did this, they didn't let him talk. If you, if you have any brains at all out there, that was the point. You wanted this guy to get frustrated and snap what he did and show that you can protect the idea that he can't. I mean, maybe you don't want to hear them say the idea that he can't talk, but the idea of AJ just getting more and more angry and then snapping, and then you have Jericho saying he's going to watch the match next week on SmackDown. And all this really was was just to set up a match for SmackDown on the USA Network, which they're still trying to get people to go there as much as possible. I really think The Miz did a terrific job in Miz TV this week with AJ. I mean, if you disagree, let me know, but I really want to give, you know, Miz a lot of credit, something that most wrestling shows wouldn't do most weeks. Well, we all know Miz can talk his ass off. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, Miz has some issues and he's not the best and he's gone through a litany of different gimmicks. And I do like what they're doing now with him with this Miz TV. I, I think this is probably the best spot he's been in in a while. You know, have him do Miss TV, have him lose a match, have him beat a ham and egg every now and then. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was interesting what they did with him. I, I think, Corey, moving forward, I don't know how they're going to keep doing this with AJ not being able to talk. I, I think he's going to have to talk, and I'm not sure exactly how they're going to keep doing this. But that being uh, that being said, the fans were chanting for him. And I think one thing that helped AJ was that he debuted at the Rumble, which was a traveling audience, a lot of, you know, smart fans, smart marks, whatever you want to call them. And people who didn't know who AJ Styles was saw that Rumble and saw the crowd going crazy for him. And they're like, oh, he must be good. I mean, sometimes people just kind of fall into the norms of, oh, that guy must be good because other people already know who he is. So I'm just going to assume that he's good. And he flies in the ring a little bit, and he's good. And so last week, he got cheered pretty good on Raw. And he got a, I thought he got a very, very good reaction. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it's good. And I think – I don't know how they're going to have him talk, but I thought what they did with him on Monday was good. And I also loved the idea that Jericho's like, I'm going to watch this guy. He beat me, and it's not about a belt, or it's not about him hating him. It's about – I want to I want to beat this guy. This guy's new. I've been here. I'm a champion. It's a very simple storyline to go off of, um, and I you know, I liked it. So uh, we'll see what they do. They did a nice job, I think, of putting AJ over, and um, yeah, we'll see where they go from there. And you know what? I really think that I, like we said in the past on shows, we're not sure if AJ will be a main eventer ever in the WWE. But I think what they're doing with him right now is the slow progression of telling people this guy is a star and we're trying to figure out exactly what we want to do with him. I don't know if they should have brought him in post-WrestleMania or if they brought him in at the right time at the Rumble. And when I say that, basically on the idea of giving the character enough time to develop naturally that you know we actually have something really good and smart and not feeling rushed for him at Mania this year. I said, I guess I disagree because he came in in January and WrestleMania is not for two months. So he's basically at three months for people to get into his character and figure out who this guy is, watch him fly around the ring and have some great matches, and then boom, ready for WrestleMania. So I, I, I think it was better that they, they, they debuted him now, um, especially because you want to space some of these out. You know, if we have a Finn Balor or a Samoa Joe or a whomever come back the night after WrestleMania, because you know how they always make that show, we don't want 18 guys coming. 
we had one big guy debuting at the Rumble. Then we're going to have one or two debut at me at after WrestleMania. Like, I like them spacing it out like that. So I think three months is plenty of time to figure out who this guy is. What does he do in the ring? Uh, what do we know about him? I think that's a lot of time. It's gross three hours. So they have plenty of time to tell the story of AJ Styles. I, I'm not disagreeing with that. I, mean, I guess my point more is the idea of figuring out the right opponent and building up a story for him to for his match at Mania to matter. I mean, I think he'll have whoever he faces, if he's on, if he actually, if he's hopefully more than, you know, part of the uh, over-the-top battle royal for Andre the Giant this year. I just like, I would, I guess my point is the idea, if he came in maybe a little bit earlier, we would have a defined feud for him that we know exactly where they're going for Mania. And I just feel like, I, I'm hoping that he gets a good match. And I don't feel like he's ready for a big-time match at Mania because he hasn't been there long enough. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I, guess I know you're, you're worried that he's going to be on the pre-show of WrestleMania. I'm hoping. Um, I mean, yeah, but I mean, but that's, I mean, but that's, that, I mean, you wouldn't say that if you that wasn't a concern, which I, which I get too. Um, I, apparently, they're paying the guy a ch- good chunk of change, so which everyone keeps saying. Who knows how much they pay these guys? But apparently, they're paying him a good chunk of change. So they think he's a guy, and so if they think that, you would think they would put him in a WrestleMania match. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be wrestling Triple H for the title, but a decent match on the undercard, I think, makes a lot of sense for him. Will they do that? I would guess that they would. I guess he'd have a Kevin Owens type of, you know, opponent, a Chris Jericho type of opponent, you know, wrestle a, you know, seven to 12-minute match at WrestleMania I think that's where they would go. I could be completely wrong, but I do think that's I do think that's where they where they go with him. And then after that, we'll see. I mean, that'll be the key after that. But I do think he has some type of decent undercard opponent at WrestleMania. Uh, you you brought him up just there, so let's let's get to him quickly. Kevin Owens, a guy that we who's a, a huge. Uh, Guy that we love on on this program, we talk, you know, we try to talk glowing about him every week. We think he's got a bright future, but he really feels like a guy after watching WWE programming this week. And he, I don't know what he what they're gonna do with him right now because they're just fifty fifty booking him, just like everyone else in this company. You and I know if this was like a year and a half ago, two years ago, losing, you know, going back to back and forth victories with Dolph Ziggler. It's, uh, that's, you know, Dolph Ziggler's a great worker. You know, you're setting something up. But losing a Dolph Ziggler clean doesn't exactly make me feel super confident that this guy is going to have, you know, a big-level match at Mania. I know they got a month and a half, two months to figure it out, but I think, you know, you shouldn't be, he shouldn't be losing to Dolph Ziggler right now. I, you know, I, <laughs> I, I agree 1,000%. I don't know why in the world they're having him lose to Dolph Ziggler. Why have him wrestled Dolph Ziggler? Have Ziggler beat one of the social outcasts? That's their role. They're jobbers. Why they haven't Owens lose to Ziggler? It doesn't make any sense to me at all. Ziggler is now a bit player. He is not a big guy there. Um, it doesn't appear to be by the way they book him now, which is, is what it is. We've been screaming since the show started they should do something with him, and they aren't. So you know what? They aren't. So a guy that they can push who the fans are gravitating to, you know, as a heel – Put him over. They have no big-time heels, Corey. And the one guy who could be there having him lose on uh, to Dolph Ziggler and Raw in a nothing match. Now, if they build this up in terms of a storyline to Owens is mad because he keeps losing these big matches, and they make that a theme, you know, he was the prize fighter who always fought for a prize. Now he doesn't have a prize, and he's kind of losing himself a little bit. That could be an interesting storyline. I have no idea if that's what they're going to do because they, cause they just had him lose the match and that was kind of it. So um, I could be wrong on that. But if that's where they would go with it, I think it could be interesting. But if him just losing to Dolph Ziggler clean and then he comes out next week and wrestles and wins again, like, what are we like? What are we doing here? I it's it's a, it's a big wonder. I mean, and neither one of us I think have seen it because we were preparing for the show and dealing different things, but. It's on the WWE website, so it's really not a spoiler at the moment. Owens lost to Kalisto tonight in a non-title match. 
So that's two losses this week. And I know that I deal with thinking, you know, losses mean a lot more than Jay does. He really, I think Jay is in momentum more than wins and losses. So, uh, but, you know, that's two losses this week. It's just, I, like I said. I mean, he's not, he's, not lo- he's not losing against Dean Ambrose in an amazing last-man-standing match. I mean, that's a loss that's, you know, it happens. It's okay. He's losing to Kalisto and Dolph Ziggler in non-title nothing matches. That's a problem. But again, before we before we go too crazy about them burying Kevin Owens and us being like every fan on the internet who's mad about them burying Kevin Owens, let's see where they go with this first. I think sometimes we all as fans of certain guys get worried that they're going to do something bad to the guy that we like. Let's let's give this a chance. Let's give it a shot. And let's see what they do with Owens before we decide that, you know, he's going to be wrestling in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and that'll be his only role in WrestleMania. True, but uh, I guess we'll get to this now, just because I'm not sure if there was a lot of other things on Raw that were worth speaking about. The one thing that we're going to mostly be talking about every week, or at least I'll be bringing up just because it's a major storyline of every WrestleMania, until we actually have confirmation or at least ideas, who's facing... Undertaker at Mania, if Kevin Owens is going to be, you know, 50-50 booking losing and not looking strong, I think a lot of people would love to see Undertaker versus Owens at Mania. And if, if they're building him right now, I don't see that being a possibility. I disagree. I think if, I think if he has a pay-per-view match and kills that dude, I think he could easily wrestle. I, I think they could turn, they could heat him back up easily because the fans are into him, and he can get over on the mic very well. So I, I disagree. I think if he's losing, I think if he loses the next pay-per-view match, if he loses that fast lane, I don't see them being able to heat him up. I think it'll be too difficult. But um, I think at this point, it's not too far gone. I don't think it's too far gone. But, Corey, I don't think they're going that direction anyway. So, I mean... Doesn't, right, doesn't you want, sound you like it anyway. The, uh, you want to talk about one of the possible directions that they might be going that are making both of us, I think, our skin crawl a little bit on how bad it might be? Yeah, I mean, let, let, let's talk about it. So, you know, there are rumors about who The Undertaker might go against at WrestleMania. And one of the names that came up is the a guy that, according to Dave Meltzer, Vince likes a lot because he's big. And that's uh, Braun, Braun Strowman. Uh, or strongman, as we like to call him. The guy has wrestled a few singles matches on TV that I've seen. They have not been anything to write home about. Um, I don't know if Vince has gone um, to The Undertaker with the idea of wrestling this Braun Strowman, um, but if I were The Undertaker, I'd say, hell no. This dude is big and, and can't, I mean, he, I, I don't want to say can't wrestle, but he's not very polished in the ring at all. I, I don't I don't get it. I think you should just have this guy be a big guy. They could have him win the Battle Royal or whatever. That's fine. But, Corey, we're in an age now. The fans are just the fans just don't want to see these big dudes who can't wrestle. Like, they don't want to see that anymore. Um, I think it still can get over a little bit, but he's got to be wrestling on Raw and wrestling long matches. I don't know if he's capable of that. Anyway... The rumor is Strowman against The Undertaker at WrestleMania. What are your thoughts? Oh, God. Uh, I, I don't think I've said in the last 10 years the idea of Undertaker and bathroom break. I don't think that's ever been a, a statement that's come out of my mouth or a thought that I would even think of. But if that's the match, I think that is going to be a disaster. But let me let me throw this out at you. And both of us, once – and I – I know it's going to sound weird that we're just going to talk about guys that we, we think are good and like, but, you know, it's happened sometimes. If he's going to, if Undertaker were to face anybody in this Wyatt family, why not give Luke Harper uh, the, 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 the rub here? I mean, Luke Harper I agree 100 is, I agree 100%. 100%. Luke Harper is one of the best workers in the company. As for the guys on the Indies might know him as Brody Lee. He's a great worker. I mean, you, how about have Undertaker – versus Luke Harper with uh, these two, you know, Jay Brones in his corner. And you could have, you know, some, you know, uh, distraction moments in the match and this and that. 
I mean, I understand you'd actually have to have Luke Harper actually maybe win a match some point, you know, in the next Which year. Which they don't want to do. They're, they're against him. Uh, Corey, I agree 100%. I, we've talked on this podcast very much talking glowingly about Luke Harper. He's a big guy. He can work. Um, he's wrestled some tremendous matches. That latter match for the IC title against Ziggler a year, year and a half ago, whatever it was, was great. He can talk. He's pretty decent on the mic. I, I think he's got everything that you would think Vince would want. He's a big guy who can talk and wrestle. I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I don't get it with a lot of guys, but with him, I really, really don't get it. I'd love for them to give him the chance, but they haven't done much with him. So, you know, I think he would be a hard person to heat up. Like this guy who barely wrestles is now going to wrestle against the Undertaker after he had this hellacious feud against Brock Lesnar. That doesn't make any sense. So unless Luke Harper starts winning out of nowhere in the next couple of weeks, you know, and, and I guess that's what it'll be, right? If we see Strongman or uh, Harper winning matches, you know, the next couple of weeks on Raw and SmackDown and just destroying people, we kind of know where they may be going. That's what they did with Bray Wyatt last year at the Rumble where he destroyed people, eliminated a bunch of guys. Um, that's where we saw them going. That's the other issue, Corey. Who has momentum going into this fast lane pay-per-view or WrestleMania? Who has any momentum going into these into these shows? Everybody, we've talked about Triple H. He's it. He, he didn't even wrestle a match. I mean, nobody feels like they have any momentum going into Fastlane or the Rumble. So I think at this point, to be honest with you, I think the WWE doesn't know what they're going to do with a lot of these matches. I really don't. I think they, I think they would have started heating somebody up. Do you think they have an idea on these matches for sure, other than maybe the main event, maybe a angle or two, maybe the Andre the Giant Battle Royal? Do you think they know who are going to be in these matches on in WrestleMania? Or do you think that it might be a little a bit on the fly? I think it could be a little bit on the fly. And this is totally out there. I know this. But you know what I truly believe Vince McMahon is hoping and praying and thinking might happen? Every time, you know, this guy named John Cena gets hurt, somehow he recovers in record time. I still think they're, they have hope that uh, John Cena can get healthy enough to face Undertaker in, in a match at Mania. I mean, there's always there's already talk that he's in the performance center working out every day. I mean, he's you know he's basically a modern day you know Superman at times. But I mean, I don't think you can go and put all your eggs in that basket. You know, I mean, there are rumors that slight rumors that there's only you know Randy Orton isn't going to need another surgery, so he could be back possibly at Mania. But most people say it will be after. I mean, not that he's on the level, but Cesaro I think is rumored to be on a couple of. Uh, the house shows coming up. I mean, I think most people believe it's just there as, you know, a, you know, as an appearance, but you know, is there a chance that maybe he can go and be ready to for WrestleMania? I mean, and we're saying all these guys are at hurt, but you know what? But while all these guys are hurt, they haven't really built anybody worth doing. I mean, we've got, you know, the Irish curse, uh, Seamus now has tendonitis on his hand. He's, he's not working for the, this very moment. Alberto Del Rio, I believe, wrestled. I don't know how much, but on this on SmackDown this past week, but he had a uh, believe he has an injury right now. This roster is so depleted, and no one has been booked super strong, other than Triple H. That I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they th- there are probably more questions going into this WrestleMania than there have been in a long time. Um, I, I think in the last couple of years we could have had. You know, staying in Triple H, that was a long build. And um, I, I think we had an idea on some, on some of these, you know. Um, you know, even with the rain, the you know Reigns and Brock Lesnar, and people didn't like that, and they put Daniel Bryan in there, and it at least became a compelling story. Probably Reigns' best singles match to date still. But we just aren't seeing that. You know, who are the guys who are going to wrestle in these big matches? I mean, it, it really, Corey, we have no idea. So... I think the next couple of weeks, next couple of, you know, next month is going to be fascinating in terms of where they're going to go heading into uh, Fastlane, heading into WrestleMania. Now, do you, last thing on this, unless you have something, would you be against, especially with the idea that he's been wrestling more this year, 
saying The Undertaker, and it looks like this won't be, the, you know, the swan song anymore. Would you be against the idea of The Undertaker being in, like, some sort of six-man tag? You know, like, Undertaker, I know it sounds awful, but Undertaker, Kane, and, let's say, Big Show versus the remaining members of the Wyatt family? Would you be against I'd be that? Fine with, I'd be fine with that. That would be fine. If they did something like that, that wouldn't be a big deal. Um, it's on the undercard. I think it would be fine. I think they probably would want a bigger spot for the for the Undertaker at WrestleMania than that. But it'd be a way for them to get the Wyatt family on, and a way for them to get Kane on. Um, it doesn't appear that this is going to be the Undertaker's last match. So um, I, no, I, I think that if they did that, it would not be it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. All right. Um... Now, another big story of the week, something that's been building for for about a month or two now with all the international imports coming in, you know, the AJ Styles, the Bullet Club coming in shortly. Nak- uh, Nakamura had his final match in New Japan. Uh, it was a big deal. They did a lot of – they played a highlight pack. I don't know if you had just to see it or not, Jay, but they played a highlight package that was basically an invitation for WWE to use to say this is bringing this guy in to show what they have. But the big thing is at the NXT tapings, we found out that Nakamura's first match will be at NXT Dallas, WrestleMania weekend on that, on that Friday. So let's go twofold here. One, are you cool with the idea of Nakamura not starting, not starting on the main roster like AJ? And two, how long do you think – He'll be in NXT. You think it's a one night thing, and then we see him like the following Monday on Raw, and you start from there. Or do you think he'll be in NXT for a little while? Um, I could see him being in NXT for a little while, um, and I think that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I think that Nakamura isn't AJ. The fans are just not as familiar with him, and I, I think either way, you know, they would be fine. I don't think it would be uh, a big deal if they started him on NXT. I don't think they need to push him immediately. So, um, yeah, I could definitely see him being um, definitely being in NXT for a little bit. And it looks like they might change his name, too, which, of course, you know, we don't love. But, you know, kind of it is what it is. You know, I mean, I don't think that's the I, – I would – I like the idea of, of Nakamura. I think it's actually not a hard name to say. I don't think it's something that will hurt him. Um, now, how much – of the spoilers, do you know in regards to Nakamura with NXT? Or you don't? I mean, because it is inter- I did accidentally, just learning about him doing NXT, I saw who his opponent is. Do you know who his opponent is yet, or would you rather not discuss that? Where do you want to go with that? No, I don't, let's not talk about that. They haven't put the show on yet. Let's not talk about that. That's Yeah, I don't want to talk about that until they put it on the show. Okay, well, I will say fans will not be disappointed on whose opponent is. I Saw what the card's going to be. That card on paper looks like it's going to be, might be better than Mania. There is some really good matches coming up on that show in NXT, which NXT always delivers, and I don't see any different coming up. Uh, quick thing, let's just get into a little news here. Uh, before, after we, we got off the air last week, uh, Ring of Honor went and took care of a little business on their own end. They've re-signed Jay Lethal, their champion, and maybe the best tag team in wrestling, other than, you know, our boys, the Young Bucks, uh, Red Dragon. Oh, I think Red, Dra- I think Red Dragon's the best tag team in wrestling. I love the Young Bucks, but Red Dragon's the best tag team in wrestling. Anyway, go ahead. But uh, any quick thoughts on them re-signing either, uh, thinking maybe there wasn't the interest level in WWE, or was this something that, was the right move for ROH to do, resigning these guys? I think it was time for maybe Jay Lethal to move on. What, what's your thoughts on the resigning of these key guys in the company? I mean, it's great. They, they re-signed their world champion, and they re-signed you know, their former tag team champion. I think it was a great, great, tremendous um, – it was a great day for Ring of Honor. And maybe they've got some money to play with. Um, you know, Jay Lethal has talked forever about how his dream is to wrestle in the WWE. That's what he wants to do. I mean, since he was a kid. Kyle O'Reilly, same thing. I heard an interview with him a few years ago where he said his dream is to wrestle in the WWE. 
Now, Kyle O'Reilly's not that old. I think he's 28, 29, 30. Jay Lethal, same thing. I think he's 31. So they can wrestle Ring of Honor for a couple more years and then go to the WWE. I mean, AJ's 37, or however old, and Nakamura's 36, 37. So you can go to the WWE a little bit older and have that, you know, couple-year run when you're really ready to, to, to make some money. Um, I think it's great for Ring of Honor. You know, we, they've lost some big guys over the years, some guys who are now big-time guys in the WWE. And it's good. It's really cool that they that they kept these guys. I think Ring of Honor does some tremendous things, and I think it's a great day for them to be able to keep their world champion and the and Red Dragon, who are amazing. I agree. Like I said, I, I think it makes it interesting on what ROH is going to do now. I mean, they've got their 14th anniversary show coming up in a couple of weeks, which will – talk more about mostly next week or the following week but uh jay lethal's back we'll see how long they keep the title on i think that there was definitely a chance that adam cole was gonna sorry adam cole baby i want to get my co-host upset with me for not saying adam cole's name correctly uh but i i think it's gonna be really interesting to see what they do in the next couple of weeks and a couple of months to say that in regards to ring of honor how this shakes up with them resigning uh, before we get out of here, I guess last thing, I going back to Raw for one second. Last week we I praised uh, WWE on what they had done with their Divas division last week, where they basically looked like they were separating the Divas, the total Divas cast, from the pure wrestlers. And uh, I guess that was a one week thing. I mean, I liked what they did with Naomi and Tamina. I liked that. I mean, it was obvious what was going to happen with the turn but I felt it was done in a good enough way, but Brie Bella beating, you know, Charlotte, if, if fast lane, if it's going to be Brie Bella versus Charlotte for the title, that's not what I want to see. But if they, if, if they have a triple threat match with Becky Lynn, Sasha and Charlotte at WrestleMania, how would you feel about that? Oh, absolutely. But you know what? I think. So, they were, so, wait, I, wait, wait, so wait, so wait, so, so hold on. So that's the thing. They've already, we've already seen Becky go against um, Becky, go against Charlotte a couple of times. We haven't seen Sasha against Charlotte. Now, you could say that's the match they should have at WrestleMania. But Becky has really proven to be a pretty big baby face. I'm, I'm surprised at her run. So, I don't know, Corey. Give her, the, give her the shot. Would you rather see Becky lose at the fast lane again and get another shot at WrestleMania? She would look really weak. If you had Sasha lose, she'd look really weak. So why not have Brie? Give her one more run in the sun before she goes with Daniel Bryan and has babies or whatever. I mean, if I hear what you're saying, and I don't love the idea of Brie Bella. I think Brie Bella is pretty bad. But I think if it's if we get some type of triple threat match or a Charlotte versus Sasha match at WrestleMania, and that you know, as a result of whatever happens at Fastlane, I'll be fine with it. Um, that one I'm going to wait to play out before I get too up in arms. Um, and I still like that they're breaking they're breaking these three women away. I mean, we have like I like I said last week, we actually now have the Divas Revolution. We have the three best women on the roster. Um, uh, you could put Paige there as well, but I'm going to say those three are the best women on the roster who are really, really doing some awesome things and are breaking away from the pack a little bit. And um, that that's really, really good to see. I, I see what you're saying. I mean, and I guess we're mostly going to have two, uh, two women's matches at the fast lane pay view with all the injuries. You know, you, get, you need as many, many healthy bodies as you can get. And I mean, I think Naomi and Tamina can both work. And I'm sure they sh- they'll have a, a good match versus uh, Sasha Banks and um, Becky Lynch at the pit If that's where they're going, I mean, I might be wrong. This might be just a TV, you know, feud, and we won't see, you know, Brie, Brie versus Charlotte at the pay-per-view. I mean, I think that might be where they're going, but we'll have to go wait and see. Um, before we get out of here, I just want to go and, like I'm sure every wrestling show has, has said, and especially people our age, want to send out the best wishes to uh, Red Hart, who's dealing with uh, prostate cancer, a guy who both me and Jay saw as a kid, or, you know, 
one of the major reasons why I think we're fans today. I mean, I know the Ric Flairs of the world and Ravishing Rick Rudes, a lot of the guys who, you know, made us fans, but it did come up this past week that uh, Bret Hart's dealing with prostate cancer. Hope for the best and a speedy recovery. Um, Jay, if you want to give a word or two about that and then uh, let people know how to follow trouble. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I think uh, I'm reading here some stuff about um, Bret Hart. And according to Wrestling Observer, it looks like that they found the cancer in the early stages. And, um, you know, if they do find find prostate cancer in the early stages, it's a very, very high success rate. Um, And, you know, speaking personally, my father has, has dealt with prostate cancer as well as some other members of my family. So I, I know what it's like to have a family member go through it. And obviously Bret Hart is best there, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Um, tremendous, tremendous wrestler. We know his impact in wrestling in general, um, how much pride he took in, in his craft and in his career, um, him having a stroke and some of the things he's gone through have been, have been really, really tough. Family members passing away, obviously. He's, he's had a tough go of things. Uh, post-retirement for sure but um we're big fans and we really really hope for the best for him and we hope that he's okay um you know on that note we're gonna we're gonna move on finish things off here talk about the official sponsor of the work true wrestling podcast which is punch apparel clothing that rocks www.punc.co uh go to the website check out some of their clothes they have some cool stuff on there some t-shirts some hoodies some sweatshirts um, you might want to pick something up. Valentine's Day, maybe a woman or a man or whatever wants a, wants a T-shirt or a hoodie. So if you type in SHOOT all in caps at checkout for the promo code, you'll save 15% off your purchase. Shipping is free worldwide, just so you guys know. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us on Twitter, we are at WorkShootPod. Corey is at Paladin808. And... If you want to look up some of our, if you want to find our podcast, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Just type in the Worked Shoot Wrestling Podcast on iTunes and the Worked Shoot Wrestling Podcast on Stitcher. Um, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. Uh, we're also on Facebook at the Work Shoot Podcast. So several ways to reach out to us. We love tweets, especially. I try to, try to live tweet raw at least for a little while until I get sleepy when they show big show matches so and we'll definitely be live tweeting fast lane um and wrestlemania maybe there's a ring of honor pay-per-view maybe we'll live tweet that so we'd love your questions your feedback on the show uh, any questions you have on wrestling in general at work shoot pod very cool and i guess my last thought of the week is and we'll get more into this next week is the idea that Lucha Underground had its first show. I thought it was a spectacular return. Congratulations on having a third season, but I just want to say this quickly. I'm, I know I don't watch it nearly as much as Jay, but the man-on-woman matches still is a little weird to me, especially the Ivelisse Mil Mortes match at the end where basically she did get one hope spot in, but it still is a little weird seeing a man of that size basically beating up you know, a woman. I know that may sound like an old school sex, you know, remark, but it did make me feel a little weird, and I don't. I'm still not sure if I truly yeah, can get behind I'm that. The, I'm the complete. I'm the complete opposite. I, I, I think it makes the I woman look wrong. I mean, I don't know that, that match though. She was. She basically was getting killed. Yeah, she's going against a 300 pound man. I mean, but she's also wrestling for the freaking world title. I mean, let's, we we gotta we gotta remember, right? She's not going to win the world title, right? But she's there's a woman wrestling for the world championship, and, and she didn't get murdered in three seconds. I mean, I, I, that's the case where I don't mind a woman being involved there. I, I don't, I really don't. But that's something we could talk about more next week. Absolutely, and as we go along, we'll get more and more used to this, the blog talk radio system. So any audio problems or little things in the very beginning of the show, we do apologize. We will get more into this as we go along. So hopefully everybody enjoyed the first episode of the Workshoot Wrestling Podcast on blog talk radio. We'll speak to you again soon. Thank you for your support. I think, 
I think we're done here. See ya. Everyone likes data because when you have more data, you have more freedom. Freedom to do whatever. That's why AT&T is offering you 15 gigabytes for 100 bucks plus $15 for each line. Because the more data you have, the more freedom you can enjoy. Freedom to post more memories, download more fun, and share what matters most with who matters most. 15 gigs of data for 100 bucks plus $15 for each line at AT&T. What more could you want? I sure can't think of anything. AT&T, mobilizing your world. Come in now and get the all-new LG V10, designed to capture, edit, and share high-quality video. Pricing is monthly for service on smartphones on AT&T Next. Other pricing options available. Overage monthly and other charges and restrictions apply. See a store for details.